Hi, this is Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder, the TGIT lineup. And this is Shondaland Revealed, the official Shondaland podcast for TGIT. And you know it's official because every single podcast I tell you it's official. So we'll move on from this because we have a really, 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 really good guest. I mean, this guy I've known now for 13 years, I think. It's been about 13 years. He's one of the originals, as we like to call you. He has been portraying and creating this character since the pilot of Grey's Anatomy, and that is everybody's favorite chief, uh, <laughs> Dr. Richard Weber, uh, Jim Pickens. Hi, thanks. It's so good to have you thanks, here. Thanks, Jesse. It's good to be here. Thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure. Um, we dragged Jim in on his day <laughs> off, you know, as is my want, is to make people work even more to do things, but this is a big thing for me because we've never done this before. Mm-hmm. And I've dragged some of your cast members okay. um, last year and forced them to sit and talk <laughs> to me for 20 them. minutes. Right. We've got Jim here mm-hmm. on a very warm day here in Los Angeles. Very warm. In a room with pretty much no air conditioning, so if we take a break and start opening the door and running around, you'll know why. Today, Mr. James Pickens Jr. is wearing a very sporty outfit. I'm just going to tell you guys. He's sporting a baseball cap, which is, looks pretty new. Pretty new, yeah. And mm-hmm. one of the best t-shirts I've seen in a really, really long time, which is Jimi Hendrix Experience from August 1st, 1968 at the City Park Stadium. There you go. There and you go. as a big Jimi Hendrix fan, I think that was nice of you to wear that. Absolutely. And, Greatest um, guitar player He's wearing time. a really, really great pair of black yeah. jeans. That yeah, are, they're kind of, I guess they call them waxed. They're waxed jeans. Yeah, the waxed jeans. Yeah. These are really nice and yeah. a pair of black loafers. Black loafers. Right. And it's a very cool look. Thank you. It's, it's good. It's a look for being out and about. There you see. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing you guys either know or don't know about Jim is that you're an amazing writer. I, I do okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to say he's an amazing writer. Uh, and you. you also, you know how to rope cattle. Yeah. yeah so cool. you would do very well at a rodeo or any kind I, of... I, I, I do okay. I think I'd hold my own. Yes. And how much? How often do you do that stuff? Not enough. Yeah. Damn not it! Enough. I know. <laughs> uh, not enough. You know the demands of the show. Thank God, but it makes it. It's hard to get some practice in. So you know, I try and sneak it in when I can. We keep you working too hard. And and uh, no, it's not too hard. It's just it is what it is. You yeah. also you have some really great cowboy outfits, I believe, as well. Ah, I've seen yeah. some re- great yeah, jeans and, and good old cowboy shirts, bu- buckles, the whole nine. Yeah. Uh, oh, see, yeah. sartorial splendor from all reaches of America. <laughs> Which is great. It's like, it's perfect. Today I am not wearing a cowboy outfit, just so you guys know. I'm wearing scrubs again. No. I'm wearing scrubs and a, uh, a mask over my face, which is so weird that you can hear me, because why you could hear me with a mask over my face. Oh, you look very nice. Today. Thank you, no, thank you very she's, much. She's kidding you all. She looks very nice, very um, casual, chic. And, a, yes. <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it, by the way. <laughs> by the way, one of the things I'm going to say about Mr. James Pickens is that he is one of the, the most kind and chivalrous oh, gentleman oh, I have ever met. You. That's very and kind And couldn't thank be you. just more lovely to be around. And thank he's you. always incredibly respectful and he puts up with my foul potty mouth quite a bit. <laughs> and he kind of turns the other way and winces just a little bit, yeah, but then he gets on with his day, it's a, so it's, it's all okay. right. It's okay. Because I know it's not the first time you heard it. No, it's not. <laughs> well, this is a PG-13 podcast, so I managed to clean it up for a little, know, bit, just which, a little bit. If one sm- sneaks out, it's okay. If one sneaks out, it's we okay. can bleep it. We can bleep it. I think, I think both you and Justin Chambers 
years, there was a period of time where Justin tried to clean me up. He did, really. Which I really appreciated, because he said, <laughs> he just kept kind of going back to, you know, there are other things you could say in say, those situations, say. which I was very appreciative of. We love Justin. We love Justin, because Justin cares. Justin, we love him. Um, now, another thing I uh -huh. loved was the episode last night, which was Old Time Rock and Roll, 1204. Mm -hmm. And what I loved about this episode is, first of all, the whole sort of idea of trying to find love again and getting yes. back on your feet, and yes. that you're never too old to fall in love, which is the great old couple where the woman goes up for CT and surgery and loses her beloved and her yes. intended. And, you know, we talk about Meredith and and you know, Lady Lady Town will never be the same again. Lady and Place, will never, lady, exactly. lady Place, will City, never of be, lady. City of Lady, City of Lady, all of those, all of those synonyms. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. The many things that Shonda Rhimes and the writers come yes. up with to I don't know mm -hmm. replicate the experience of other words <laughs> in in a, in a special way. What I love about this episode is sort of the way you bookend the episode, and yes. also that you come in in the purest form in this always as sort of like I sort of call you Doctor. Dr. Yoda, Dr. because Yoda. you're sort of Dr. Yoda, Dr. Yoda. Star yeah. Wars theme with that yeah. coming up. Yeah. I, it's that great scene in the beginning where you're teaching them about yeah, the brain. about the brain, yeah. Establish the theme of the episode. Yes. And that poor guy passes out. And then this is one of those episodes where you just, you sort of appear out of nowhere and then yes. you give wisdom. And then I disappear just and then as you disappear quickly. as quickly. Yes, exactly. That's it. And I think, I mean, what I love about what's happened with the Chief over the years is, first of all, one of the most delightful things that we all discovered, which you knew, mm -hmm. but we didn't necessarily, mm -hmm. and I think Shonda knew, was just how funny you are. <laughs> so initially, I really think when we started this journey, you were the hammer. You yes. know, you were the yeah. Yeah, kind... Kind yeah, of right, authoritative, fatherly, for lack of a better term, figure who comes in and dispenses pearls of wisdom, and sometimes they're heard, other times they're they're not. And, <laughs> but he makes the attempt, and um, you know, to mentor them and kind of keep them from going off the rails, so to speak. Yeah. Exactly, some yeah. of that some of that strength yes, stuff. Exactly. And then your character, and I'm talking in broad strokes, obviously, yes. but then your character sort of took a darker turn. Yes. Because of the struggle with alcoholism. Yes. yes. The flashing back with Ellis. Yes. The experience with your with your wife. Adele. With uh, Adele, yeah. and also struggling with your role as a father. Yeah. But then somewhere in there, when you didn't have to be chief any. Anymore, you turned into a real prankster. <laughs> like you just are the source of, yeah. and I have to tell you guys, every time we do a table read, usually the funniest part of the table read is you, <laughs> is Jim, because he's always, you're always doing something slightly it's unexpected. Like, yeah. And you're just kind of making trouble. Yeah, well, yeah, I, you know, I like to kind of mix it up. You know, just <laughs> you keep, you know, keep it from, from getting too staid and kind of stagnant. So we got to kind of mix it up and keep it. And, and who, who better than, than the chief, the last person you would suspect to kind of put a little fly in the ointment. Every once in a while. <laughs> well, you know, it is a teaching hospital. It is a teaching hospital. So and there are lots of ways of teaching people. And I like and I like to teach them uh, from a medical standpoint, but also from a life standpoint. There you go. And life is stranger than fiction. I think we definitely <laughs> all know that yes, firsthand. Right. But and it's also when you look at the way you handled Bailey this season yeah. and the whole idea of Bailey becoming chief, which chief, I, yeah. I was so excited about. Yeah, I was too. And and, I, and obviously, I, as the the years progressed, the, the characters who came in and out of of our show, but Bailey was he always had hopes that Bailey would someday take over the reins from right? him. You know, and so now it it happened, and he wants to make sure that she 
she doesn't fail and she doesn't become overwhelmed by it all. And yeah, because she had a rough episode. She had a rough episode. Last, last episode. She I had think. a rough episode and, you know, I, I, I like it because he was able to, to tell her, hey, you know what, it's okay to ask for help and it's okay not to feel like you're on an island by yourself, you know, and, and don't alienate these people. These, these are your co-workers. They're going to make the job yeah. a lot easier for you. Yeah. yeah. No, and I think the same thing this episode where we watched, mm -hmm. you know, so many traumas happen. And I think mm -hmm. one of the largest things in this mm -hmm. was Stephanie's admission that she'd been in the sickle cell trials. Sure, sure. And what a gigantic thing that was to go ahead and tell Amelia. Yeah, yeah. And Joe didn't believe her. Then Joe went and told yeah. Amelia, which really makes me yeah. pissed Joe, at Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe kind of Just tricky. Well, and then kind of she did throw Stephanie under the bus. And, uh, yeah, which wasn't, uh, yeah. it was like she threw under a bus when it, there was no bus. There was, exactly. She exactly. like drove the bus exactly. and then she threw it under. <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, you know, I have to come back and, and admonish Amelia, you know, that, you know, things aren't always what they seem to be and you can't just because somebody tells you something that doesn't actually mean it's it's true to take somebody's word for it that you don't really know and have no real history yet yet and and make a judgment call like that was uh, that was bodacious on on her part exactly and also the way that you couched it which is why would you take the word of someone you don't know don't know over the word of someone. someone. How many surgeries have you yeah, guys done together? They, they've done surgeries. She's been on her service. And, you know, why wouldn't you believe that uh, this woman was telling you the truth? Obviously, Amelia has to now look within herself and her, you know, how, how she perceives and deals with people, especially now that she's an attending, you know. And, That's right. You know, these people are, are looking to her for guidance and mentorship. Uh, yeah, she's got some work. Amelia got, has some work to do. She's got some work to do in the people skills area. You know, she always has. She yeah. did back in private practice, i got to tell you. <laughs> We've been through it with Amelia, and uh -huh. she was, a, she was, was crappy a at it then, yeah. too, sometimes. Uh -huh. like, now, her heart's always in the right place, but, mm -hmm. she's, but she tends to act before she thinks emotionally, and yes. that's why with her, the relationship between you and her last season, yes. and mm. with Dr. Herman, mm, yes. and how you ended up saving that surgery. Like, yes. It's amazing talking, her through, it, talking yeah. her through it. And sure. so much of this seems to be about the chief has this information, or the former chief, yes. I should say, has this information, which is how when you share what you know, and mm -hmm. if you ask people for help, you get a lot better results, which yes. I think is true in life, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He, obviously, he's got a lot of experience, and he, he's, he's had his slings and arrows, for lack of a better term. Uh, so he, he knows from whence he, he speaks. And I think with everybody that he's coming in contact with, especially these last 12 seasons now. There have been a few. There have been a few. We've had a few. <laughs> thank goodness. He, he gives it when he feels it needs to be given. He'll back off when he thinks it's appropriate to back off and, and let them kind of navigate that. And uh, he, he'll, he'll let them fall every once in a while. And, uh, I say, okay, you got a little dirty. What did you learn? Okay, you can brush yourself off. It, it didn't kill you. Now, go on now and, and, and take what I hope I've given you and, and insert that into somebody else. Mm -hmm. I, I always thought of him, Dr. Weber, as incredibly human. And I, I think more than any of the characters, maybe, maybe with the exception of Meredith, he's experienced everything that life has to throw at you at one point or another. He's been such a great conduit for, uh, between the stories yeah. of these, these interns and these attendings and these patients in certain cases. He's kind of held the rudder on this thing 
while they kind of kept this boat from capsizing and yeah. tipping over. Watching his evolution, is, I've been proud to be a part of that. It's been an amazing thing to watch you do and continue to do since mm -hmm. we're not going anywhere anytime <laughs> soon, you guys. Yeah. So you just better buckle your seatbelts. Yeah. But I found like he's one of the most interesting and sort of persuasive characters to follow because I always think he's like, he's a learning triumph. Like he learns so much on a yeah. regular basis and yeah. continually sort of adapts and transforms. And the fact that you in the, as this character could be remarried at this point even. Yeah, that's the point. Fall in life. love again. Yeah. Like yeah. be able to re rebuild your relationship after yeah. everything that yeah. you've that's gone through is absolutely. that in itself. And also how you've just transformed your role in that hospital. Yeah. Because the funny thing is we say is you're always going to be the chief. I'm always going to be the chief. No matter what happens, <laughs> no matter who's the yeah. chief. You're still the damn chief. I'm the, I'm the chief. You're the chief. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now here's a weird question. What were you actually slicing when you were slicing the brain? What was that? <laughs> it was synthetic. It was a kind of polymer or something like that. Uh -huh. But, you know, it was to the consistency so you could actually slice it and stuff. B brains don't hold up very well. Under those <laughs> under, under the lights, you know, they get, they get going. I guess if it's out the body, or will will liquefy. Yeah, th I think that I've heard yeah. this too. Yeah, it will. It Basically, will, your brain melts. That's a different version of a meltdown. That's a different version. That's Just it. an out of body experience uh, and a meltdown at the same time. There it is. There it is. <laughs> So, but yeah, they, they used a kind of rubbery kind of thing. For, and it, look, it looks great on camera. It doesn't, uh, by the way, we put some delicious sound effects in. Yeah. Now, um, do you mind answering some fan questions? Not at all. Awesome. Okay. okay. Justin Chambers Online at Justin Chambers Online wants to know, what do you think Richard's great strength and weakness is? His great strength, I think, is compassion. Mm -hmm. That's been the one. He has been very compassionate, and which, which drives him to educate and to mentor because, you know, when somebody is faltering or, or mm -hmm. at their weak point, he seems to come in there and, and kind of say, hey, let's, let's take it back to square one. And this would maybe how I would do it or, you know, but look at your strong points. Okay, this didn't work out so well, but look how you got to this place and look at the strong point. Probably his weakest one is that he um, was too hard on himself. He was his worst critic. And I think he looks back on his life and they say you're not supposed to have regrets, but I'm quite sure he, he has some. Mm -hmm. He kind of beats himself up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, because he has so many strengths. I yeah. also think, honestly, his sense of humor is a huge strength, too. Because <laughs> yeah. he's got a really good sense of humor yes. about stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I think Thank in that you. job, you kind of have to have. You gotta. You Actually, gotta, I think yeah. in any job, you yeah, have to have a truth. Especially that. When you're dealing with life, yeah. life and death like that. Yeah. Um, Josephine at Josephine wants to know, do you have anything in common with Richard Rubber? Does uh, I'd like to think in integrity. I'd like to think dedication, being responsible, and knowing our strengths and weaknesses and, and, and being able to, to address them. I also think you're kind and you're very loyal. And I think both okay. characters, you. both you and the character are both kind and loyal. So I'm, I'm throwing that one in you guys. You didn't ask me, yeah. but I'm saying it anyway, because I can. I concur. Because it's my damn podcast, <laughs> so there. Eth Rothko wants to know, can you describe Weber and Catherine's relationship in three words? Um, <laughs> I can think of a few. Uh, in three words, sexy, crazy, cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, you know, a fine album. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's I think that's great. And uh -huh. by the way, right on theme with Grey's Anatomy, where we the name of our episodes are songs. I think that's that's, right. a, that's an excellent. Do you, Gabriel Marie at Gabs Gabs, wants to know? Do you have a favorite storyline on Grey's? A favorite storyline. One that you've participated in. Is there anything uh, that stands out for you? Oh man, I mean, there's God Almighty. There's been so many great. I mean, one from the one for me, man. I don't. I can't pinpoint one. I think any of the scenes that involved myself and, and, and Ellen Meredith, the backstory of that. We had some great scenes, myself and, and the wonderful, wonderful Kate Burton as, as Ellis ah. Gray. Early on, maybe even first second, first season, when uh, we discover that they have had this liaison and uh, when she is not lucid. And there were a couple of wonderful episodes the there. In the, hospital, yeah, in the yeah. hospital where, you know, we I realized that she's not there uh, mentally and emotionally. The, the scenes with Bailey, the mentoring scenes uh, with her and I always were some of my favorites. I, I thought the scenes when, when, when Isaiah Washington says, Dr. Burke, I thought some of those were really good. Oh, some of my we had, stuff, yeah. yeah. And when he was interim chief after I had the aneurysm operation, and you know, I tell him, you know, we, you and I were the same, you know, always the job has come first for us. And, but Patrick as well, you know, and I had some great scenes with Patrick. The one in this trailer when we both, we both kind of melt down and that wonderful one, I always, that one always sticks out in my mind as a really good one. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that, it's, it's a lot. Eve Rothko also wants to know, if you were a surgeon, you, mm -hmm. what specialty do you think you would choose? Probably oncology cancer because I have a personal relationship with that and stuff my mom was a cancer victim mm -hmm. stuff and I, I think it's such a devastating disease and but yeah I think I'd, I would want to be something to do with uh, cancer research or, mm -hmm. um, it's Kim bitch at scandal uh -huh. fan and I wants to know is there something you still dream about doing one day work or personally I, I travel I think I'd really like to travel. Right? I, I would like, isn't there a book called The, the, the 1,000 Places to See Before You Die or some kind of thing like that? I'd like to see how many of those I could I'd I like could to start down. working through some of them, too. I would. I'd like to travel. There's so many parts of the world I'm really curious about yeah, visiting Yeah, we don't, we don't get out much. I better, not, I better hurry up. You, you better know. come on, start, start I traveling. <laughs> I know, right? A lot of places to go. It uh, makes me crazy when I think of all the places I haven't been yet, and yeah. then I never can decide whether or not I should go back to a place I love oh, yeah. or go to, like, a new place. New place, yeah. What yeah. the hell? That's a decision, yeah. It's yeah. a problem. Yeah, because there are places you've been to. You say, man, I really love that place. I want to go back. I want to go back and get a little further. In, or uh, yeah, or like spot. see my friends there, right. or whatever. But then there's this new place that everybody tells you is great, and tra yeah. travel is a great thing. Um, mm -hmm. Gabrielle Marie at Gabs Gas wants to know what's the one piece of advice you live by every day? I think just treating others like you'd want to be treated. I think at the end of the day, and, uh, just trying to be the best person you can, knowing that you may fall short. The effort is, I think, what matters. And, and at the end of the day, being able to look at yourself in the mirror and, and saying, okay, um, I think I did it okay. Well, I think that's yeah. an amazing way to end. And I really, really appreciate your time My and you pleasure. coming this here. And anytime I get to hang out with you, as yeah, you know, you're the best. You're it's the a best. pleasure for me. Thanks. Next time on Grey's Anatomy, the episode's called Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. I'm going to say this is a very special episode. It's a kind of unique episode. I'm not going to talk about it very much, except you really, really don't want to miss it because it's kind of pivotal for this season and where we are this season. And there are a few real surprises in this one. So you're going to 
going to really want to tune in. That's Thursday, October 22nd from 8 to 9 p.m. on ABC Thursday. Um, next time on Scandal, the episode's called You Got Served. And all I can tell you is I'm not going to tell you anything. Scandal, there's no <laughs> point in telling you anything because you guys know that I can't tell you anything because they're all amazing and it's going to be crazy balls and you're going to want to watch it. And that's Thursday, October 22nd from 9 to 10 p.m. on ABC and on How to Get Away with Murder. Same date from 10 to 11 p.m. The episode's called Meet Bonnie and I'm going to say this is a really intense episode of television, which is incredible. And you're going to learn some things you never thought you would know on that particular television show. So that's Thursday night, the TGIT, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Thanks for following all of our Shondaland shows on the various social platforms and for getting caught up or rewatching on ABC.com or via the Watch ABC app. And many thanks to EW.com for posting an exclusive first listen of the podcast every Thursday night. So don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe to this podcast iTunes.com backslash Shondaland, where each new podcast episode is available Friday evenings. So I'll be back next week with another podcast and another hopefully willing victim. And until then, thank you very much, Jim. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Stay safe. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you next time. T-G-I-T. Bye-bye. T-G-I-T. Bye-bye. That's it. <laughs>